0: One day I'll forget again and it'll go on to like 20 seconds and then eventually in a year we'll start doing 20-second intros. Eventually
1: the podcast will just be the whole.
2: (laughs) Oh, good joke, Michael.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, good joke, Claire.
2: Um, uh, Claire, uh, explain uh, yourself. (laughs) I I picked the film this week.
1: Um, Requiem for a Dream.
2: Requiem for a Dream. I feel like we shouldn't say that just in case anyone else accidentally watches it. Um, yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Should we just call it the film? The film, <laughs> the yeah. The film. Um,
1: It'd be like the Scottish play.
2: <laughs> I need to stop picking films just based on them like showing up in books or newspaper articles and then not finding anything out about them (laughs) because Jesus (laughs) sorry so what did everyone think of it
1: (laughs) oh it was a tough watch bloody hell I haven't I haven't found a film that that distressing for a while yeah Uh, but I think that might be because it was well done Mm. I think it was a good film
0: (sighs) I disagree.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> um well, I'm torn. I don't know how I feel about it to be honest because I absolutely loathed almost every second of it. Not because of the way, not because of the story, but just the way it was directed and cut together and things like that and I oh. I loathed it. I couldn't stand every close up or jump cut or juxtaposition. I was like this is so jarring and you're doing it on purpose and I hate you for it. <laughs>
1: yep um okay
0: i i it might have been a good film i don't know it's hard for me to judge that objectively when i hated it so much
1: wow Um,
0: (laughs) i I think if you hate it that makes up
1: i think that counts as judging whether it's a good film or not
0: it's a bit like you with uncut gems when you felt like they were purposefully trying to jar you yeah
1: yeah well so they were purposely trying to make it distressing you mean
0: yes yeah. yeah. Which I get. Like and again I'm not I'm not convinced that it was a bad film. I think it was a good film. And I think it did the whole addiction thing quite well, but we'll get into that, I suppose. So Okay. But not a fan. Uh, not a fan. Interesting. Fernando?
3: Well, I had seen this movie before. Um oh. we, uh and and I watched it, listen, they made us watch it at school for some reason. And what? Yes. oh my god, uh, Is that kindergarten, though. I think it must have been probably around 12 years old. What, uh, yes, um, hardcore. And back then, I thought it was a good film, and then now that I've watched it again, first of all, I was not as impressed as I was when I watched it for the first time. Um, I thought it was okay. But then all the time I was questioning who made the decision of showing us this film when we were so young. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) A reasonable Uh, question. um, But overall, I thought it was mm, interesting. Yes. I I would give it a thumbs up. Okay. Okay.
0: Mm. Where the hell do we go from here? (laughs) Oh yeah, Claire. Tell us. (laughs) um so I
2: I think I found it less distressing than Michael yeah um
1: you find me really distressing
2: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um but yeah it was seriously messed up and um I, th- I, th- I think I was enjoying it and then it just... Spiraled, and it got to the point that I I just wanted to leave the room. Um, mm. Yeah, I I see what you mean about the jarring filming and stuff like that, and I do think that was that was definitely deliberate. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, and the same way in Uncut Gems, we were supposed to feel the stress of daily life. I think we were supposed to feel the confusion of daily life for Harry and yeah. Um, Sarah, but, mm. um yeah I, I i don't know i think i'm still too traumatized to, to decide <laughs> if it's a thumbs up or a thumbs down mm. um, okay yeah
1: so i can see what you're saying about the the highly sort of stress inducing way it was directed and all of that um But it it was somehow different for me because I think, you know, that I'm in many films, I'm sort of the first person to just give up on it and be like, fuck this. You're not making me feel things. Um, And I just sort of turn off and, and just start hating the film like I did with Uncut Gems. And I think that's because Uncut Gems was just like, let's pile on more and more of this right from the start just keep smashing the make you feel <laughs> feelings button. And <laughs> and it just didn't, somehow didn't ring true for me. It just, just seemed like, just, just seemed too artificial. But I think this one probably got me because the early part was so much softer mm. and really made me like these characters and really made me care about them. And there were a lot of things that they could have gone a lot harder with, but they didn't overdo. Um, and that just, uh, I, I was not prepared for, uh, for yeah, what came later on in the film. Um, I really thought maybe this would be like a nice film with a happy ending where they all get clean and it's all fine um, with some trials and tribulations in between. I have no idea that it was going to end like that.
4: Mm.
1: And in that way, I thought that there was a little more subtlety in the early part that made the le- the later part more effective. Uh, but maybe you guys didn't feel that way,
0: yeah, I'm not sure any i um, but the ending again really just solidified everything I'd felt the whole way through, which was just fuck you <laughs> You've got this to me <laughs> It didn't have to be this week darren um,
3: <laughs> so who's darren the director <laughs> the director okay um, <laughs> i i was in, i somehow agree with with what you said i I thought that um that it was progressive and maybe the beginning of the film it made me sympathize with well I mean at least feel some empathy with the old lady um and I felt bad for
4: mm. her. Mm.
0: Oh I really hate to see old women upset. It's just the worst, isn't it? It is. Rubbish,
1: yeah. yeah, it was sad.
0: But everyone, um, oh my god. You you did like you did well creating so much empathy for all the characters involved so that was well done I suppose
1: you thought so do you agree Claire
0: yeah yeah definitely
2: and I think that's that's why it was so awful at the end because you were really hooked you were engaged with these people and I like I obviously I don't know but I feel like that's that's maybe how addiction works to some extent like it's all just fine and people make some silly decisions and stuff, but then it just spirals and it's just despair. And that was like, I feel like they, they sort of brought you along on that journey to some extent by
0: hooking you at the start. That That's um, what I didn't really like about it okay. um, because yes, I think that is very true for some people and sometimes and can happen often always but it's also like just one of the tropes about addiction I think. Yeah. You think it just destroys your entire life and you're left with absolutely nothing um which is just not how addiction works actually it's more like the beginning where it's everyday sort of highs and lows mm-hmm. and just okay. you know normal rhythms of life and things like that so I, I didn't know if it was trying to moralize and I think it was because all the characters ended up with nothing
2: yeah I think um, it
0: definitely was which I just found stigmatising. Um, okay,
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was definitely a, a moralistic, uh, what a cautionary tale, wasn't yeah. it? And there was no sense of, but maybe it will be all right, or, yeah, there's no, no subtlety, you mean.
0: Yeah, yeah, just that kind of, like, the age-old narrative of addiction, which is that it will destroy your entire
4: life.
3: Yeah, yeah okay. Well, this is uh, so your... the... I'm sorry. Go on. Uh, well, this film made me also think of um, a film that I watched much later called Behind the Candelabra. Do you have you heard of that film? I've no. Oh. Uh, well, um, it is also. I guess I was thinking a similar thing to what you've been mentioning uh, about stigmatizing people, and I guess drug use, and I guess in a community that is maybe not very wealthy. And Behind the Candelabra kind of is perhaps the opposite, where it speaks about um, uh, addiction, drug it's an It's a case of uh, uh, something that happened in real life um, in probably Hollywood or Las Vegas to a person that went by the stage name of Liberace. And he, hmm. it, was, it was basically the same thing, uh, uh, a drug addiction and how he lost everything because of drugs. So yeah, I guess right. then, uh, maybe um, it feels like maybe that doesn't always happen, but it can happen, and not only in that um, area, in that I don't know, I'm sure area of, is it in that part of society, but also in the opposite side of society, meaning that worth the very wealthy people. I'm not sure if I okay. explained myself. Um, no, you no, that did, sounds yeah. right.
0: And, and that's the thing; like it does, uh, it was a it, no holds barred portrayal of how it can go. I think, um, right? Yeah, and I guess we saw different kinds of addiction as well. Like the we had the three, and then sorry, I'm not explaining myself either. But you know, like we had the different kinds. Of-
2: yeah, like just the the diet pills that seem yeah seem harmless, and mm-hmm. suddenly, yeah. Hmm. she was the
3: only one that had no choice I think um, think she was um, addicted to some pills without knowing that she would become addicted or at at least I thought that she Mm -hmm. initially did not know that she was Mm -hmm. getting some dangerous drugs
1: Hmm. in a way that was the the most heartbreaking thing was that she she was the one who she just had no chance Um, everybody else at least gets to Make an informed choice. And um, she, she was, was, yes,
3: and she was induced by one of her friends. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, who I guess we're supposed to assume didn't know what those were. Uh-huh.
3: Um, Actually, she did not know what those are, but. <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm. I was, was speech she was getting, wasn't it? Not? Yeah. Like some part um, of, mean, yeah.
3: It was written on the piece
1: of paper at the one point, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Oh, I can't remember what the word was, but yeah, one of these things.
3: Well, now, as in, I've, as in, I think I read in the Wikipedia page that it was an amphetamines, and if that Duh. is true, then I think that was also what, as in, it made me think of Paul Erdős because I think that Paul Erdős also took amphetamines because he said that it enhanced his mathematics, and I was like,
1: what? "Oh, I didn't know that." Yes. That
2: probably explains why he was so productive as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, he certainly was. Uh, eek
2: they say that though about like LSD and stuff um, it can like open your mind and things and a lot of you yeah. hear these academics talking about using them um, yeah you just wonder yeah, how I've much heard that. it goes on um, yeah I'm not not hugely surprised that Paul Erdos used, used amphetamines
1: wow yeah.
2: Especially, like in the olden days, when people didn't completely understand what was going on,
1: yeah, I suppose so, you
2: just see it as a little little pip,
1: yeah, I guess so, wow, that's tough uh, hmm. um, so i get i've got a i suppose a question for Laura cause that this is interesting what you're saying that this this is not a fair representation of of the the usual course of addiction.
0: Yeah, maybe not a complete represent. Yeah, yeah, no I would okay. yeah,
1: exactly. What what would be, I guess a more balanced ending to the film that mm. that would represent addiction better.
0: Maybe if they'd just shown the a slightly given 20 more minutes where life goes back to some semblance of normality. Yeah. you know we've not ended their lives haven't ended like it will go back to their normal yeah mm. um so I don't mean recovery I don't mean anything like that or um, but you know just they all end up in the fetal position in horrible <laughs> circumstances yeah um
1: oh, yeah. so, so I understand maybe why like...
0: they didn't because it doesn't make narrative sense
1: <laughs> I don't know I think that could have been an interesting an interesting way to go on yeah. um, like if the Irishman had finished with him killing Jimmy Hoffa mm. um, it, it was really interesting to see what happened later in his life and, and tell a more complete story so could could they have had a, a 10 minute segment at the end that it just says one year later and we see what's happening to the guy in prison we see how uh, Harry's getting on without his arm yeah
3: um, yeah well, then, as in, I'm um, trying to think along those lines. And um, if we were to try and imagine um, what happened with their lives, um, as in, what, yeah, what happened afterwards, um, it would appear that at least three of the four characters, mm, as in, are actually, as in, would be living a fairly normal life. And I guess the just the continuation without um, any drugs. For example, the person that was. In jail, probably was also not getting any drugs, since he would be in jail. But having a normal life as a prisoner, and then the mm-hmm. other the, the other man who lost his uh, arm, potentially would also not do any more drugs because he lost an arm. And mm-hmm. the well, old lady, um, the old lady is just in a facility and has been taken care of. Uh, so probably the only other person that potentially could continue doing drugs and some other things is um, Marion because she mm, might continue doing that to get some more money. Uh, I do not know. Hmm. Uh, So I guess that if you try and imagine (laughs) what happens uh, afterwards um, at least you get the sense that the trajectory is, as Laura says, going back to some kind of relative normality. I do not know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i'm not sure i knew a lot of people who had amputations and still used drugs in fact would inject into the like softer skin on the amputation because it was oh. easier so that was okay. pretty realistic when he was injecting into his wound
2: really, really?
0: yeah oh man
1: oh, why?
2: That
0: was,
1: oh. i'm not sure i understood why why he didn't find somewhere else to inject
0: well if you have to find a vein there's a high chance that you'll like either destroy the needle if you miss or you just won't be able to find a vein because by that point your veins are
2: just
1: destroyed oh so it's just an easy place that he knows he can inject
0: get straight into the blood
1: Mm Yeah. oh yeah okay Mm. that was really bad
0: yeah that was horrible Mm.
3: oh (laughs) <laughs> it's just <something> so horrible. <laughs> is, there a, is there is there a better way to uh, to um, do heroin? As in, can you mm, drink it or you can smoke it? You can smoke it. Yeah, it. it's a
0: lot better, obviously, for your yeah. People in the harm reduction try to emphasize that you should smoke instead of inject. Um, although, obviously, then that destroys your lungs. Mm.
3: Mm. Well, but, I and think I would choose smoking rather than injecting myself. For some reason, <laughs> I hate injections.
0: it's not as economically efficient
3: Hmm. oh you
1: lose a lot more of it do you?
0: you lose some of it and it's not as hard hitting either it doesn't Mm. because Uh. it's not direct into the bloodstream I see yeah got to get through Uh, your metabolism
1: (laughs) horrible jeez um
0: yeah hmm so you, did you like the way it was filmed? Because I think that was my main problem with it, was it just the filming. <laughs> I, might have, I would have liked it, I think, if I hadn't just every so often be like, Ugh. oh, <laughs> I hate close-ups of people's mouths drinking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I really did like the way it was filmed, okay. at least in the early part. Um, obviously the part later, I hated it, but I think I was supposed <laughs> to hate it. Yeah. Um, I've, I've got a couple of notes here. Um, it was mood-driven and artistic, mm. so there were a lot of... Yeah, close-ups to, song to song. evoke a certain feeling. Uh, yeah, so I've got it written here. It's like song to song, but not awful.
2: <laughs> Let all de journal.
1: <laughs> In the sense that, like, song to song, I was just going, what the hell is this? I can't hear what they're saying. Why am I just looking at their midriffs? Um, why do they keep touching themselves and each other? What, what is all of this? But but this, it was like... It was a close-up that maybe. Me- you, you got a sense of a sense of the rushes they were going through and a sense of the lulls mm. and a sense of the, the boredom and a sense of frustration and excitement and all these different things that I think it caught it quite well and it kept moving. And I think another a part of why I found it bearable was the dialogue was, I want to say, quite naturalistic. Most of the dialogue, it sounded like that could have been a real conversation.
0: Yeah, I thought that as well, mm-hmm.
1: And so that gave it a bit of reality that is often missing from some of the more artistic films um, where they're kind of basically talking in poetry all the time. This, this, yeah, felt more down to earth and it, it meant that it was a, a more watchable film.
2: Yeah. I mean, I didn't notice the dialogue, which is probably a good sign. Um, yeah. Okay. It, mm. it, just, it was just people talking cause- that's what people do. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, the only note I've got about filming is split screen. What's that about? Um. Very oh. near the start. Yeah. I like didn't the, like that. Having a very like close up picture of someone, and then the other half of the screen being the same scene from a different angle. Um. I didn't. I didn't get it. <laughs> I don't know. I, think that. I barely noticed it. Okay. I just wasn't sure what I was supposed to like how that was supposed to improve my understanding of the situation
1: Okay Hmm.
0: I think this film it wanted to be black and white didn't it that's the film it wanted (laughs) to be
1: (laughs) Oh I don't know Mm. That's a thought
0: (laughs) I would have hated it even more
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> there's there's definitely a like i can see someone in a dark room working on it like smoking a cigarette and <laughs> wearing a beret and cutting frames out and that kind of thing uh ooh, yeah did you think it was pretentious then
0: uh not pretentious just heavily oh, i don't know I don't know. Per- um all films are curated but it was trying hard, wasn't it? I think. Mm. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but I uh, the one hand it did it did it would have lost something if it hadn't done all that funny camera work. <laughs> so- <laughs> Uh, because it really did make it very upsetting to watch and very dreamlike and very disturbing and jarring and things like that which I think is probably quite an accurate representation of what it's like to do some drugs Hmm.
4: Yeah,
3: I guess what makes it uncomfortable is that maybe they were trying too hard on something that is um, sad and that happens in real life, and there is perhaps not talking about fiction because maybe they were also trying to as in the account of Monte Cristo was trying too hard to be too cool, Uh, but then because uh, because that is just something that doesn't as in it's 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 not sad, then maybe we do not care about people trying too hard. but because this is just something unfortunate that happens to some people, then maybe we tend to not like it.
1: Even mean we ought to take it more seriously and not not do silly camera stuff?
3: Well, I mean, uh, no, in, in, no, I was just thinking that maybe that's why some people find it so uncomfortable. But then at, at the same time, I think that there is a a if not a good reason, then at least a reason to make this kind of films, just so that you at least get an idea of what some people are going through. I mean, I'm not saying that, as uh, in mean, as Laura says, that I'm not saying that this is exactly how it goes for everyone. But, um, I mean, I don't have any, I, mean, I, don't, I don't have many experiences with, I guess drugs, and I don't. I don't have. So in fact, I don't have anyone. I don't know anyone who um, um, has had these kind. This kind of experiences. Um, so I get, but it is something that happens, and it is a major problem in society. And so maybe it's good that there are some films so that you can at least get some vague idea of how it could be like.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's worth trying to represent that experience. Um
1: A story worth telling, you mean? Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah, even like obviously you can't capture everything for everyone. You can't can't be
0: everything to everyone, but I think it's the way it's moralized, like mm-hmm. I said before, I don't that's what I I don't like, I think tracing these experiences is very important and worthwhile and in some senses it's a good film for that but putting this very heavy moral overtone is where Mm. it goes a bit wrong for me.
1: The ending couldn't more clearly have said, don't do drugs, kids, could it? (laughs) Um, So did you use the word stigmatising earlier? Because it... when I was watching it, I was thinking this is good how they've portrayed these as real people and you've seen why they're making the decisions that they are and stuff. And I I was thinking it was quite sympathetic to the, the people involved who, who ended up as addicts. Um, but you you thought that it, it made them less sympathetic somehow?
0: Possibly. Again, okay, I'm not sure because I watched it late last night and then I woke up at half past ten and I haven't really processed it yet. Yeah, okay. But um, I think where it becomes stigmatizing is if you demonize addiction, you end up demonizing the people who have an addiction. You know, if you say this is a, a moral failing, then the people who who are involved in this become morally suspect. Even if you say, Oh, it's not their I fault. See. I think that's the, te- that's the conflict in how we talk about addiction, which is that you're the one on the one hand saying that people don't have blame because the drug is taking over and it's the addiction and, People almost become like their willpower is is taken away from them, and then on the other hand, it's um, it's entirely their fault. Becomes, you know, it's like a choice basically. So we had some of both of that. I think um, in this where we see them making these choices, we don't get any much of the sort of broader social context or context of addiction. It's all just either the drug or themselves choosing this path. And it's sort of spiraling out of their control, but still their responsibility kind of lies with them um, does that make sense?
1: yeah, I think so and and so then the the way that it's so unequivocal and so directly drugs are obviously so bad means that you you'd have to be irresponsible to ever have got started, whereas if it's a bit more blurry then they'd come off as more yeah more sympathetic somehow
0: um yeah i it's complicated isn't it
1: Mm, Mm. it is
0: um i i don't know because i'm in my opinion there's nothing wrong with addiction but no one ever agrees with me um because this is because it does you can see the the sort of havoc and despair i agree with you oh good oh i'm glad um yeah, I think it's constructed to be this extremely morally, you know, horrendous, sorry, I'm really not making any sense here, but I, th- I think it's, it's we construct it that way. And over, we can if we look back through history, we can see that it wasn't always constructed that way. It was just certain social and historical patterns that led it to be totally demonized. And that demonizes the people who use it, even though people have always used substances. Mm. Does that make sense?
1: I, I'm not sure what you mean when you say um, when you say that like addiction is not entirely a bad thing. But maybe you're saying addicts are not always bad people.
0: No, I'm saying that addiction. There's nothing wrong with addiction. We just see there's it.
1: Nothing as, wrong with addiction.
0: <laughs> people have always been addicted to things, and we've only recently, in the last few hundred years, started to really demonise addiction and being addicted, which makes it impossible. And makes those people's lives extremely hard, whereas if we actually just see it as maybe something that's normal, it wouldn't be so difficult for everyone.
1: Okay. So you think a lot of the problems that addicts face are caused by people viewing addiction as a bad thing?
0: Yes, and intersecting situations of deprivation and poverty.
1: Yeah, okay. I guess, so if we were to use the film as an example, Mm. um, like Mrs. Goldfarb was taking these pills and they were making her hallucinate and they were causing her to to absolutely require them to get through the day and making her lose her grip on reality. Mm. Um, and This is all due to the addiction, right?
0: Well, it was due Um, to the doctor prescribing her these things, and because of fatphobic culture. Hmm. Rather than, You know, well, I guess...
1: But if they weren't addictive, it wouldn't have been anything like as bad a problem.
0: But if she had known they were addictive... Yeah, I see what you're I see what you're saying. See
1: what you're yeah. saying.
0: Um. Hmm.
1: I'm just trying to think. I. It, no, you're right. Of...
0: You're, you're good to play that kind of devil's advocate. Yes.
1: Um, it seems like a, addiction certainly can't be a good thing. Um, I, I wouldn't the, say it was a way. good
0: thing, but I think we construct it as this evil thing, whereas it mm. is just oh. something that happens. But that's that's a particular circumstance, I think, with her. Because yeah. it's got so many other factors, like her being prescribed them without knowing that they were addictive. Um, I think the fact that also she lives alone um is clearly very lonely and desperate which is also leading into the fact that she's the way she's using these pills is partly because of loneliness and just the sort of circumstances that she's in
1: yeah okay yeah so a lot of the problems that the people were facing were in the end not directly because of the drugs they were taking or the addictive properties
0: I think so. That would be my
1: yeah. I can see that. Yeah, certainly we see like um, for goodness sake. If the the um, what was the name of the black guy Harry's best friend? Say again. Ty, I think. Yeah, Tyrone. I think his name. Yeah,
0: Tyrone.
1: Tyrone. Yeah, yeah. He. um, So in the end, he he might. Yeah, you know, maybe with a little help and with encouragement, he he could easily have got clean. He wasn't so far gone, um, but he ended up, yeah, you know, being thrown into a a prison and forced to do this awful work that he that that mm. was it. His final, uh, bad ending in the film was entirely, uh, people made, wasn't it? That that was mm. not the result of addiction at all, um. But a result of the way we respond to addiction, uh, maybe that's an example.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great example. Actually, that that was very much the kind of like structural racism and yeah mm. things like that playing out. So yeah, um, um,
4: and but the, even the sorry, go.
0: even um, oh, what was his name, Harry? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. I think because if you give people access to clean needles and harm reduction and things like that, you could really avoid those kind of like gangrene or wounds or things like that. But it's a combination, uh, I think, of the healthcare infrastructure and desperation, and again, it's deprivation, poverty, and things like that which drive people to reuse needles. And so this has am yeah. <laughs> going against moralizing, <laughs> but I'm moralizing now when I'm like, <laughs> um. Yeah, so- but you're
1: moralizing for non-moralization aren't you <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: so that's where you could like totally blame addiction and his drug use on him losing his arm but there are so many other things to look at that were kind of obscured
1: okay and so maybe these kinds of addictions wouldn't wouldn't be so bad i still can't can't quite yeah i'm i'm coming over to what <laughs> you're saying to some extent i can't I don't think I could quite go as far as to say that addiction isn't a bad thing, because mm. uh, it it does take away people's ability to make decisions for themselves, and it it prompts people to do things that they never would dream of doing if they had their own willpower. Um,
0: well, well um, okay,
1: right? I mean, there, there's no way. Uh, there's no way marion would have been doing the things she was doing towards the end there there's no way she wanted to do those or would have done them for any reason other than because she was desperately addicted to this drug and that was the only way of getting hold of that drug if, if okay, she... but the
0: only way the only reason she had to do that was because of the context that she was living in
1: uh yeah but i, I that's true
0: like i do realize like i think addiction is more of a symptom of these just horrible society, sort of things that happen um god i hope no one ever listens to this from my professional life because (laughs) this is a terrible diary i'm so sorry um
1: (laughs) well we're just uh we're we're not under oath here are we this is this is a creative free-thinking environment yeah Um,
0: that was the patriarchy that's what i'm trying to say deeply like just in the way that tyrone's ending kind of like highlighted these deeply systemically racist sort of prison policies and things like that. Her ending was very much about like the way it particularly affects women, but I wouldn't say it was her addiction necessarily. It was just a combination of these other things like vulnerability and poverty and deprivation that engineered these circumstances where these predatory men were able to prey on her like that. So yes, addiction was a factor, Mm. but I don't think it was the driving factor because we saw before that she was able to maintain that kind of happy, some moments of joy even though it was laced with all this frustration but i think the frustration came from the fact that it's been so demonized it was so it was illegal it was marginalized all these different things i don't know
1: maybe yeah again i can i can see what you what you mean a lot of the bad stuff in her story towards the end Mm -hmm. was just people doing and saying bad stuff um yeah.
0: Fernando, what do but you think? Th- ad- oh, sorry. Yeah, oh, what
1: do
3: Michael? you think? No, no, that was, that was about all I had to say. Oh, um, well, um, when I said that I agree with you, is because I do. I agree that there is nothing wrong with uh, addiction because I don't believe in right or wrong. So addiction is just addiction. <laughs> okay. And that is a thing that happens in the universe. And as with any other thing that happens in the universe, it just happens. Uh, however, um, when put into the context of, I guess, humans and society and that we like to label things uh, right or wrong, I guess, um, I do believe that there are things wrong with addiction um, because, um, I don't know, I guess then because of the... Because in, whatever the context is, doing drugs is harming your own body and it probably shortens your life because you're doing you're doing something to your body that your body is not meant to be experiencing not necessarily um uh, sorry
0: not necessarily well um, maybe all right maybe I, okay. sorry i'm thinking of
3: um,
0: um oh, go on
1: go on yes sorry it's so doing heroin is bad for your body, right? Well, I, I believe
0: it is. alcohol is bad for your body.
3: Yeah, the alcohol yeah. is also bad for your body, yes. Also. Uh, and smoking, yes. Yeah, okay. And drinking coffee is uh, apparently also bad for your body. <laughs> um, 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 what was I going to say? And also, um, because of the way that it has been dealt with in society, it is also somehow correlated with violence and crime. Um, which, again, is just something that happens in the universe. It's just that I wish it did not happen. Um, mm, So, yes, that is what I think. Um, (laughs) Did I answer your question?
0: Yes. Okay. Um, On it being bad for your body. Undeniably, yes, I suppose so. But, again, you can live a perfectly long, healthy life if you're doing it right. Like, yes
3: exactly just as you yeah. can live perfectly right eating a lot of red meat because even though you are mm. I- uh, eating a lot of red meat as in there are people that do and live a perfectly long life uh eating a lot of red meat but maybe your body could have been a little bit better if you ate less red meat yeah okay
0: yes
1: and alcohol and smoking you mentioned as well laura
0: but yeah, exactly.
1: Like
3: they,
0: oh, they definitely are. And again, it's just these very... We've decided that one's worse than the other.
3: Um, well, the thing is, I think that in terms of eating red meat and maybe doing heroin, maybe, yes, it uh, doing heroin could potentially uh, bring you to death faster than eating red meat. I'm actually, no, I, should, I would say... I would like to say that, yes, uh, <laughs> it, there, there, there is an... If you... It's a lot
1: easier to overdose on heroin than on uh-huh. uh, cigarettes or alcohol or red meat, right? Oh, okay, I... nice. <laughs> Say again?
0: Mm. I mean, maybe. Maybe. But again, this is... Mm. I'm not sure I agree. I- and I'm not sure I agree with the line of argument that we need to privilege... Because again, it becomes moral if you're saying we need to strive for the perfect life this is the same kind of thing that's used to justify oppressing fat I, people.
3: I don't think that we have to strive for the perfect life. I think that everyone cares and can do whatever they want with their lives. <laughs>
0: no, I agree. Uh, but, uh, but also, you said this is one of the bad things about addiction, which is that it leads people to be unhealthy and live shorter lives. But
3: well, that's the, the, the kind thing, of again, logic. Uh-huh, I, 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 again, I... I get that ultimately I don't think that it is a bad thing. It's just Mm. something that happens. But because we live in a society and because I guess it is the government's aim to give at least most, well, at least the aim should be to give everyone uh, a a good life, whatever that may mean. Mm. Uh, Probably doing drugs is not a good idea.
0: Hmm.
1: What, what do I you think, think, Claire? Oh yeah,
0: Claire. Sorry. You said <laughs> Sorry,
2: I'm, I'm having a nice time just listening to everyone. <laughs> um, I I think addiction's harmful. I think to say that like addiction's is a, a bad thing just because it's been around forever. Um, I think any anything that clouds your judgment and makes you make irrational decisions. Um, is 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 maybe not a bad thing but it can lead to bad decisions and I don't think i I, I agree that society has set up a situation where uh, some people are in a position where their choices are just atrocious like mm. they, they, they can't make a good decision um, but I think addiction can force your hand in situations that um, you you might be able to make a better decision without that addiction. Um, and I, I'm not saying that's like that. That's any sort of addiction. That's like you know, yeah, Mrs. Goldfarb watching TV instead of going and sitting with her friends because she gets that dopamine hit from watching television um instead of doing the healthy sensible thing of interacting with her peers um, and i think that like that short term that uh, seeking that short term hit makes us make decisions that are are bad in the long term potentially um but I I think it's a, a harmful position to treat um, addiction as a weakness. I think that's where society fails people as acting like you know it's some flaw, some personality flaw that you mm. succumb to addiction. I think addictions they are. Um, and, yeah, you're faced with choices um, that you have to make. And for different people, those choices are different. Um, yeah, I'm also not making a lot of sense now that I'm trying to frame it. Um,
1: I, I think you've made a, a lot of sense in all of that. Um, okay. so I, And it sounds to me like uh, the only way that you differ from Laura is... So sorry, that it it sounds to me like you don't substantially differ from Laura at all. Um but yeah, Laura's talking about how we ought to how we ought to sort of be kind to people who are uh who are addicted to things rather than um see them as we should as, be
2: kind to everyone.
1: We should be kind to everyone. <laughs> everyone uh, should as, be
2: kind all the time.
1: I think yeah, so I think you're you're making Laura's point at the end there when you're saying we shouldn't see it as something that people have done wrong. Yeah. We should see it as a situation that people are now in that they have to live with that they shouldn't be held responsible for. Um, like catching a cold or something.
2: Yeah, I suppose so. Um kind of. Um,
1: but that it still sucks for the person involved if they if they are addicted. Yeah, I think it's- I
2: think the idea I think for me the real distinction is that having that dependence on something must be bad it must make things difficult it must make every decision harder Um, maybe simpler but um, because because you know what it is you you want but you still have to make hard decisions Um, Hmm. but to say that, that that's not bad and that doesn't make life harder for people it just seems
0: seems unfair somehow to me. I'm not saying it doesn't make life harder because it definitely does. Like There's so much suffering and misery and caused and you would think yeah. that addiction was at the heart of that. What I'm trying to argue is that it's mm-hmm. not addiction that's causing that suffering. It's the way that we treat addiction and the way that we respond to it and the way that we've constructed it over time as though this is Because even if you say, "Oh, it's not a moral thing; it's just something that happens," but it's still very, very bad, then that kind of cancels out the fact that you're moralizing it, which ends up stigmatizing people and adding to the suffering that they experience. But Um, we
1: can't therefore conclude that it's good or fine.
0: I can. I do conclude that it is fine. That if we treated it much better, if we responded to it much better, and responded to it as though it was fine, like we do with alcohol, then. Even though I know like, alcohol is a whole separate thing and there's alcoholism and addiction with that as well. Mm. Um,
1: but And we know that alcohol causes huge problems for people and just the fact that we don't stigmatize people as much doesn't mean it's uh, it's not a bad thing to be addicted to alcohol. It's It's a bad situation to be in and we ought to try and avoid it in our own personal lives, right?
0: You got me in a box here.
1: i don't mean to i i I think i'm trying to i I think we might be sort of using the same language to talk about different things maybe because i i I think the point you're making is is about yeah when you're saying bad you mean like something an evil person does and when i'm saying bad i mean
0: something that causes harm
1: yeah something that yeah gives you a bad life an unhappy life Mm. uh, no matter whose fault it is I... I think if
0: you remove deprivation, though, if you remove struggle and poverty and, or even just, you know, because we, we don't, we're not having this conversation about the rich and privileged to use who are addicted to things and who are, okay, I'm I'm going down a totally different road. No, sorry, go on, Fernando, what were you <laughs> going to say?
3: Well, I had two questions. Um uh, one of them is related to something that you said, um, and this I'm not saying to challenge any point. I just because probably out of um, out of us four, I'm the the person that knows the least about uh, uh, drugs and what what their effect on their, our bodies are. Um, I'll have you know, then... I know less than you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, that is perhaps less informed, um, and. Uh, You said that, I I can't remember exactly what was in the precise words that you said, but I think that you mentioned that addiction does not cause the, I think, something bad. And then I I remember reading that um, the drugs that you use actually are so correlated to depression that I guess at at some point you could somehow say that um, drug use causes depression. And I'm not sure if being depressed is how people actually want to live um uh, which perhaps would make me think that e- e- doing drugs is perhaps bad and the other thing that I wanted to ask is, does anyone know uh, why was the lady treated the old lady treated with electro shots then is, is that actually a way in which you can treat drug addiction and what is the logic behind it i guess i was wondering about that
2: hmm. so i don't think we do it anymore hopefully okay <laughs> um but i i believe that it is just it's, it's sort of like trying to reset your brain in a way so the idea is like you you do you want these like you want that uh, trigger to mm-hmm. make you feel better um in the way addiction works chemically um and that somehow if you like overload all of the neurons in your brain they will redirect it and those pathways will get like flooded or um you won't rely on it anymore i think what it actually does is just ruin some of your brain cells so you become nice and docile and easy to handle which i think people used to see as the same thing as getting better um is my very crude understanding of it
3: but that is a treatment that is no longer acceptable
2: I don't think so. I think we do use ECT, ETC, electro shock, Theory, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever it is. Um, but I I don't know how regularly it's used anymore. I think it used to be used quite regularly when they would also you know, treat hysteria and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: Lobotomise people, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. On the depression question... I'm mm-hmm. um, I'm not obviously a neuroscientist I don't really know how that works but as far as I was aware there's not an actual direct evidence to support that depression leads to those kind of changes in the brain that cause depressive symptoms I mean it is a depressant so it will cause changes in the body but the studies that have been done on heroin and depression also feature in adverse sort of events from childhood and you know it's more about other things that are happening that cause depression rather than the actual drug causing those changes in the brain, as far as I understand it, so. It must be so difficult to deconvolute
2: all that data Yeah, yeah, sure Um, Yeah, so I mean, even yeah, so heroin since that's what the topic of the the film was um, like, that's as much a symptom of depression and discontent as -hmm. it is a cause of it, so there might be a really obvious correlation, but it's not a causality.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's not Oh, hard. man. It's hard. <laughs> God, we've hardly talked about the film. I told me we should talk about the film.
1: <laughs> I think we've, I think what the film explored, we've talked about in, in a lot of detail now, right? <laughs> hmm. God, d- does anyone have any, any other thoughts about the film? maybe maybe (laughs) any lighter thoughts i've got a few notes (laughs) go for it um so uh we we had like like spencer confidential we had some good crazy (laughs) east coast accents
2: yes yes um,
1: we did which i did anyone else find those kind of distracting sometimes I, I don't know if it's just because I don't know anyone who speaks like that, but it it just made them f- seem like cartoon characters or something. Is that is that just the way that a lot of people in Brooklyn talk?
2: I think that's just how people talk.
3: Well, as in, what person did you find particularly, uh, or yeah, uh, when when you say that, who whom particularly are you thinking about?
1: Um, Harry was a bit a bit funny sounding, but uh, particularly Mrs Goldfarb and all her friends. Mm. They they had these the accents that I thought like do do people really talk like that? But I I guess they wouldn't just make up an accent for films and stuff, with <laughs> oh, that. Maybe they, do. they
2: did. Maybe it's all a conspiracy. No one in the world talks <laughs> like that.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was one thing I thought, and and in the fun early scenes, I thought that was quite cute, and I, I enjoyed listening to oh, them.
2: Do you remember the good old days? Good
1: old days when they were just watching TV and
2: and stealing the television. posting uh, letters and all that. Miss those days.
3: Well, another thing that I... I guess to answer your question more directly, I I think yes. The answer is yes. People do talk like that. And I did not find them... I I did not find the accent strange nor funny. I thought it was just normal. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, Anyhow, um... Um, another thing that I was thinking that maybe wasn't related to addiction is how um, strongly she felt, how strongly she wanted um, Harry to be married and have a a child um, and I thought, whoa um, how is that going to as in, what, I guess, how is that going to make her happy and why would that make her happy?
2: Um, I think that came out uh, later in the film as well when she yes, talks about she... needing oh. to nurture and care oh. which was a massively sexist <laughs> uh sequence that really got to me and I did make a note about that. Um yeah, I think that was her needing to care for someone and him having a child would give her someone to, to care for. Now that she now that he didn't need her anymore.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm um i liked how uh her friends cared for her even though they unknowingly mm-hmm. uh sent her through this horrible experience mm. because they were also excited when she got the application and they all went yeah. to her flat and filled the the application together um <laughs>
2: I I enjoyed them like helping her write her name. Yes. X A S-A-R-A. uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, thanks.
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um I think that Harry's mother would have been perhaps totally fine without that massive TV set. Uh she uh, Seemed happy enough with her, her normal TV
1: set, didn't yes. she? Uh-huh. <laughs> but we all know that bigger TVs are better.
3: Yeah. Yes, I guess that um, now, as in, I presume that as in thinking of what happened later, as in probably nowadays, she has like a massive flat screen that doesn't take that much space in her in her, yes <laughs> in her room. Maybe there'll
2: be something better to watch as well.
3: Maybe she has a, a projector and she just uh, beams <laughs> everything on the wall now.
0: Might <laughs> be. Pretty Maybe.
1: Nice. I think those were all my notes.
0: Yeah, I think those are my thoughts.
3: Yeah. Oh, my, my perhaps. Uh, one of, one other of thought could be that I think that her short hair looks great in her and maybe she should continue with that new style Oh
0: yeah, definitely, agree
3: uh-huh. <laughs> also, So there's uh, an example of, uh, of <laughs>
1: social stigma causing problems isn't it? If if we were all cool with like messy short hair then that wouldn't be a problem <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And um. I am cool with it
2: oh, I'm, I'm glad Yes, <laughs> uh, you guys haven't seen my uh, my new haircut. Did
0: you cut your hair
2: again? I Michael cut, I cut
1: it. Oh, whoa! It was risky, <laughs> and it didn't go too well. Right, but I think it also didn't go too badly.
0: Excellent. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I need my haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll get someone to cut my hair. Yeah, that's a good example though the short hair so say she had short hair and everyone in society really hated short hair and were like you shouldn't have short hair it looks terrible on you and then uh, she got treated badly everywhere she went and it led to a spiralling circle of despair you wouldn't be like it's because she's got short hair the short hair's the problem
3: hmm I think the problem was the red hair actually I mean (laughs) who clearly in the end it was much better (laughs)
1: Uh but if it was like every time she cut her hair there was a small chance she'd die. Um <laughs> or it, you know, caused her heart to race at five times the normal rate for two hours or something like that, then then that would be uh a good practical reason not to cut her hair so short, right?
0: Well, I suppose. But maybe But she it would mean that we cut. still
1: shouldn't be mean to her just because she has short hair. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: I keep getting <laughs> trapped in my own arguments. Oh, this is not where I
1: wanted that to go. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, it's, uh, it's a good discussion. I think I think the, your overall point is a good one as well. Um, just as so long as uh, yeah, as long as we remember that there there are just literal harmful chemical properties of stuff like alcohol and. Um,
0: but you still other, drink like, alcohol. Stuff, yeah.
1: Yes. But you I do do it it. Right. Is that <laughs> what you're
0: saying?
1: <laughs> no, I, I I think I would be slightly healthier if I didn't drink alcohol. Um and I hope no one will judge me too harshly, and I'm glad um that I can enjoy that little vice uh without it going too far. But also I'm I am genuinely mindful that I shouldn't overdo it because otherwise I could build up a serious reliance on it and that could harm me in a a more serious way,
0: all right, fair enough, I give
1: up <laughs> again i don't i I don't think I've won a victory over you or anything <laughs> I um but i think we yeah we we maybe agree on on your core point
2: <laughs> yeah i I fully accept that um any understanding I have of addiction is uh, pales in comparison because <laughs> yes. I I've never met or spoken to in any real terms <laughs> Anyone or indeed completed properly. a PhD
1: on the subject
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah for example mm. um, so yeah any, any understanding I have is based on watching films like this and <laughs> uh, mm. what little I can glean from conversations with my expert friend um excellent (laughs) i would just like to say that i liked harry i thought he was
1: oh me too such a
2: likable character he was so smart and so ambitious and again if circumstances had been different uh and as they they may be in the future for him um yeah i think there was a there was a lot there to like um and he obviously cared a lot about his friends and his mom. And, and
3: yes, before everything got ugly, he was encouraging Marion to open her own business.
2: Mm, yeah, and mm. I think even the thought, "Oh, we could sell the drugs ourselves." Yeah, you know, that's that's smart. That's entrepreneurial. Yeah. 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 He's 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 seen a problem. He's found a solution. Um, it didn't go to plan, but. <laughs> yeah, had plenty of plenty of new businesses <laughs> go bankrupt in the first year um, because of spiraling costs
1: uh, <laughs>
2: um, yeah I just I, I found him very very likeable um,
3: except, except when uh, um, except when Marion told him that she would probably have to do horrible things to get the money and he was still well I guess you have to do them.
2: Yeah, that was pretty awful.
3: I think that was after things had started going wrong, right? And mm-hmm. he
2: was
1: he was not not acting how he was in, earlier in the film. Mm-hmm. Nor was she.
2: Yeah, he was he was desperate as she was. Yeah. And
1: they were a sweet couple as well. Again, early on. Yeah. Um, mm. Ah. I think those were all my thoughts
0: yeah yeah I think I'm good I never want to see it ever again
1: no
3: (laughs) I'm not going to watch that one well I thought that I was not going to watch it ever again but then (laughs) I did (laughs)
2: Uh, uh, I do feel very guilty for exposing everyone to that (laughs) that was not my intention
1: I'm glad you did because I think it was a film that was worth watching. Yeah, uh, I don't know. And maybe I'll understand all the cultural references and all the crazy novels you read.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, did anyone else think it was uh, the American train spotting? Yeah. I thought, thought yes.
4: Yeah,
2: uh-huh. I never thought Americans could make something quite as... Brutal in such a real way. Yeah, as train spotting, mm. but there you go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, think... Laura, would would train spotting be an example of a film that was a bit more rounded and showed a a more broad, like impression of what what heroin addiction is like? I haven't
0: watched it in quite a long time, but I can't remember what happened. What happened? I mean, I know they've got all the gritty, horrible stuff about their actual addiction, and then he stops using. Does he go back? Yeah.
1: So what? One, well, it sort of ends on a bit of a question mark where he he, he tries some to make sure that it's good so he can sell it. Mm. And and he says at the time, but there are last hits and there are last hits, which one was this going to be? And we get the impression he's probably left it behind him, but there's this sort of question mark about whether he might go back to it. Um, oh, I
0: like that. One. Yeah, that's nice. And I yeah. remember enjoying okay. it and everyone I worked okay. with during my research really liked it. So, I mean, it must yeah. be doing something, right?
1: Oh, that's good, yeah. um, but then what? One of them does die from an overdose,
0: which again I don't yeah. have a problem with because it is quite yeah. realistic.
1: Um, yeah, but there were yeah there were different different aspects of it. Different people had different conclusions to it. Mm. Uh, it's maybe a bit more hopeful.
0: Has anybody seen *Trainspotting* too?
1: Yes. yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. I found it delightful.
1: What? Oh, good.
0: I really enjoyed it. I love Robert Carlyle.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure if delightful would be the word I'd use. I thought it was a good film.
0: Mm.
4: Uh,
1: not not quite the seminal first film. No. Um but a, a good footnote I thought. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd Ten say years that. later. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Shall I play the music?
3: I'm
1: ready. I'm Excellent. also ready.